Hey, it's Carter Riley from Ring Addicts here to tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast in one place. Also, it's free. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and full plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. Ctmobile.com. Hey, this is Carter Riley from Ring Addicts. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. That's right. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Don't have a listenership yet? That's cool. You can still make money from your podcast. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm ready to go. We can do it. All right. Live from the Rantoul Street studio in Beverly, Massachusetts, this is Ring Addicts, your home for combat sports. And now, introducing the host of Ring Addicts, Blaze. Yeah. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm happy, happy, elated to be here for another episode. We are about to go in singles competitor action right now. I'm going solo dolo. Shout out to all first time listeners, next time listeners. I want to thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Ring Addicts. I'm going to run through both SmackDown and Raw. Uh, Both shows were uh, a tough show to watch, but I think that was the entire point of us being here. We are the voice to the voiceless, hard body karate inside these rings like a NASCAR crash. We, Though it may be difficult to say that and say it's easy to turn off the television product and quit it altogether but i am a fan of the ring and for the ring's honor i must speak out for it and it's just being absolutely disrespectful from the wwe creative entity not i'm not putting the onus on the athletes because Time in, time out, these athletes are putting their bodies on the line. But I swear to God, these creative writers need their pens snapped right now. They need, maybe a couple of them need to get their eyeballs plucked out because they're not seeing this from the eyes of a fan. And maybe they forgot what it's like to be hungry for seeing proper, proper wrestling product in the ring in and out. If you're not hungry for this, don't do it. Don't even be near the ring, in my true, honest opinion. We're going to start with the SmackDown show that uh, that happened on... Let me get that date. Uh, what date was that SmackDown show? That was uh, the 24th. 
the 24th show on July July 24th, 2020. I'm going to start with that. And it opened with Matt Riddle being interviewed by Michael Cole. Uh, of course, uh, we know where his intentions lie. I don't need to go over his soliloquy and basically him calling for retribution against King Corbin. Of course, King Corbin, being a king, doesn't feel like that Matt Riddle is allowed to challenge him and I feel like rightfully so, being that it is the king, challenges John Morrison with his immense years of skill and retribution and uh, athletic prowess in the ring. So we have Matt Riddle versus King Corbin at some point in the night, uh, which actually occurred right off the bat. And I was thoroughly impressed with both the athletes. Again, I take nothing away from these athletes as they were able to pull off some of the great moves that a high-hitting strike. And it was pretty much one of these four-star matches that I've enjoyed always watching these competitors compete at a high, uh, high status. But again, we have Matt Riddle as a showing out and showing up to end up. Hold on, let me. Uh, and he pulls off a spider roll on him and picks up a big win and strong after you know his bout against AJ Styles. So a uh, big win for Matt Riddle against John Morrison. But again. Uh, this leads to a feud between Matt Riddle and King Corbin, which I, I will enjoy to see both guys go at it. And I'm, I'm, I by no means look at King Corbin as a bad. I've grown to enjoy his heel, his uh, his conniving ways. It took time, but he's definitely established himself as a proper heel. And of course, Matt Riddle, the fresh injection that. Uh, SmackDown so desperately needs. I go immediately into the Intercontinental uh, title match, which is Drew Gulak challenging AJ Styles. And, of course, we know where this is going, but this is just providing more uh, heat towards AJ Styles and providing him another win and is making this Intercontinental push and the title look grander than what it sits at as a diminished picture. I must say the Intercontinental title, United States title, across the board, both mid-card titles look horrendous, and it's not the fault of the competitor. It's the, the pen has been mightier than the powerbomb, if I, if I will say that. But what occurs during the AJ Styles match is a phenomenal forearm and it was it was a proper way to end that. Uh, uh, so let me let me I'm gonna I'm gonna use my guy Carter Riley as a sounding board, right? So I use that match, but not as the the event that occurred. On July 24th, I'm using that match as my, I guess, the epitome of seeing both athletes compete. Because this actually match happened last week, but I want to use that match as my athletic bar, if you will. Because right now, 
the diminishing, the, the destruction that I've been watching since I've been a child of WWE, which their statement is then, now, and forever. Now just means then a corporate WWE wrestler. Now your paycheck means more to you than your creative prowess forever ruining your character goodbye whatever you thought you would be uh i'm just thoroughly sad about the the product that wwe is putting out for across the board but it's again it's not to the wrestlers uh fault but um give me one second i I do want to say also with watching five hours of both SmackDown and Raw. I, I had, of course, a few glimmering moments of, of heat that I enjoyed. Uh, I will go into those, those events later on into the night. But I, I, I want to ask you, Carter Riley, being that we are the voice of the voiceless, the ones that want to turn their back against WWE, but one statement that you can provide to us that says why WWE is going this route. Vince McMahon. (laughs) Vince McMahon. Of course, we're going to say the face of the company being Vince McMahon, but is there anything more to it to elaborate why? Uh, Because what I'm hearing is that Vince is shooting down every idea that the writers come up with. So you can't work in an environment like that. And, you know, Bruce Pritchard, who's on my shit list right now, um, is, you know, writing this shit out. And then Vince is like, nope, don't like it. And then he's got to start over. So if you take Vince out of the equation and just let the writers do their job, I think WWE would have a better product, but I don't see Vince being taken out of the equation anytime soon. I want to ask you, do do you know perhaps um, how, I guess, how many writers do they have? Do you have any of those? Again, we're not fact checking for this. Of course, we're using the names of the two guys, Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard, which would have been absolutely horrendous. We're talking about the CEO, CFO. Of course, uh, recently, Triple H gave out his um, business comments saying that the company has been around for a long, long time. True. These are facts, but the fact Um, remains that the writing has been terrible so you're you're gonna you're gonna be shocked when i tell you the number because this is this is this even shocked me yes it's 20 writers 20 writers 20 writers is that that's across the board for nxt wwe raw and wwe smackdown 20 total writers yeah it looks like it so they must have five for each okay yeah so that makes sense Okay, then if that's the if that makes sense, then fully, I think the writers have lost their hunger and lost their perspective of what they're looking at, because again, we the fans are are from the perspective of outside looking in, yet they're looking inside, looking out with the not only the ear of 
of Vince McMahon, but the athletes themselves. I got to truly say, these men, women, whoever is holding their pen, their ink is shaking and it's showing on the product. You have just in, just no no passion from these writers and it's there's nothing that has meat on its bones and and it's a it's a sad sight but here we are we are the voice of the voiceless corner to corner turnbuckle to turnbuckle rather than off the top rope i am channeling my, one of my favorites an ecw legend raven who sat there on the bottom of the bottom turnbuckle, knowing that he is the best and has to show it and prove it. Here we are, foundation layers, laying brick by brick to telling you that we are the best to do it. And I want to, before we go any further into the night of SmackDown, I want to uh, shout out all the dirty ghetto kids wearing the same sneakers 19,000 times. I want to shout out the kids actually wearing their denim jeans that have rips in them that are actually authentic because they ripped them rather than just wearing ripped jeans because they're cool. I want to shout out all the people staying clean, maintaining their social distance. I want to say shout out to all the friends and family, all the lovers of wrestling. I want to shout you out, the men and women. Shout out you. So before before so now we go into this I want to pass this on to my man Carter Riley to please plug us sir of course so uh, you can email the pod ringaddictspod at gmail.com be sure to follow us on twitter at ringaddictspod join the facebook page facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ringaddicts and as always ringaddicts is brought to you and sponsored by anchor anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast Download on your phone's app store or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, we get to a point where we have Lacey. So Naomi has been leading a, a charge online and definitely has been gathering uh, definitely some steam. So shout out to her to getting her name in there that she definitely deserves a proper spot on the card, which I thoroughly do believe she is a veteran. She is an absolute premier athlete and she, she should and would deserve those opportunities, but they've been putting her on the back burner, which does not make sense to me for somebody like herself to just be dawdling in the mid card is not right to, to her in my, in my humble opinion. And to which she was featured on Ms. TV. And from the conversation of Ms. TV, the Miz and Johnny Morrison were, you know, stoking the fires because of the flames, the wide from her rant on Twitter that she does deserve these. And I really feel like she is an absolute awesome competitor to watch. And I've never been very frustrated with what her character is and how she competes in the ring. Of course, Lacey Evans comes to the ring and gives her opinion about blah, 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 that she's, uh, that she should be, she 
complains that for a woman who lost to her that gets so much hype off of a loss, which uh, that is here nor there. But again, Naomi has has veteran status to, in my opinion, Lacey Evans is just coming up, but at least some point of that story will develop. And of course, uh, we have Naomi seeking retribution against Lacey. These ladies will continue their story down the road. Again, we go to the next part of the show, which has uh, the soliloquy of both John, uh, Jeff Hardy and uh, Sheamus going back for back tit for tat on their bar fight later on this evening. And um, I, again, I just was awaiting for the match. We all know the story, so this just eight more minutes on the clock. Of course. We get into more conversations about Sasha and Bailey, and uh, how how they're going to reign all the gold, and that their fate and destiny to hold all the gold within the business. And true, true to be spoken, I must say, presently they are the war horses on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night. So I do have to give them where their credit is due, but. That is neither here nor there. I, I definitely want just wrestling. And you can see that it took a while for some wrestling to actually happen. But along, along this, there was an actual deep-seated thing that actually occurred. So, so Bailey presents that in order for whoever wants an opportunity at her title, both Alexa and Nikki Cross must face each other for for an opportunity at a number one contender for next week, at which I did enjoy that that immediately sparked that uh, that Nikki Cross has and that really vindictive, vengeful number one. I want to be the number one that immediately sparked out of Nikki Cross versus Alexa Bliss, which carried her across to the win. And she did a little bit of dirtiness, but it takes a little bit of dirt to get some gold in this business in, in the WWE world. And it's a sad thing to say, but hats off to Nikki Cross with a massive win against her teammate, her friend, Alexa Bliss, which is no slouch in the ring. And so what, what then happens is we go into a, I don't know how, how do I, I don't know how do I how do I interpret this. So we go into some of the vignettes of Firefly Funhouse, which it's just meandering and setting up for the next thing to occur, and it's just it just just took ate up time on the clock for the two-hour show that they have. And I think that's also part of the problem with WWE is that we, we, or at least myself, I'll speak in my opinion, I've already known what happens next week. And granted, some don't have that opportunity to watch across all those brands. But the force feeding down my throat of the same thing that I saw the week before is just such a time eater and you have a two hour show on Friday and it's just shown maybe a good 30% of it is 
callbacks from the week prior. So you don't actually get a lot of substance within the show. You get a lot of, honestly, filler. Um, but, of course, uh, SmackDown dawdles along. And uh, we, let's see, is there anything that I can say that I was super excited about the SmackDown show? Hmm. Oh, oh, yes, yeah, definitely. Kofi Kingston, shout out Kofi Kingston, giving Biggie his absolute blessing to go on a singles run. And I am, I'm highly elated to see what Biggie can do as a singles competitor. I do want to say that that was a really extremely bright spot. Uh, uh, I'm absolutely excited to see the Ventura route of Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura on their tag team title victory. Uh, a very extreme hard for hot fought tables match against the New Day, Big E and Kofi Kingston. So I'm excited for that. Uh, we know who AJ Styles' next opponent is. Via uh, uh, there was a match between Shorty G versus Grand Matalik. Lince Dorado and Drew Gulak, to which Grand Matalik hit an elbow drop on Shorty G for the one, two, three pin. So next week we're going to see AJ Styles versus Grand, Grand Matalik, which is a highly deserved shot since he's been around in the company and we didn't know where he was going to go from there. Uh, and I, we go to, of course, uh, finally we get to the point of the show that uh, the bar fight. The bar fight, of course, we have another cinematic match, and uh, these are piling up in the resume that is WWE, and uh, I, 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 uh, I liked it. It was uh, definitely a smaller space for Sheamus and Jeff Hardy to work, which for Jeff Hardy, he is still a, a good competitor, in short bursts. In a singles run, I don't see him doing it because all the onus all the time is placed on him. I, I equate it to this. I'm a big comedy fan. I'm a big comedy fan. And one of the things is, for a comedian, if you're watching him for maybe 10, 15 minutes, he definitely can be an all-star. But if I'm going to watch a comedian for a full hour, he has to have my attention for a full hour. And I don't think Jeff Hardy has it in him, in his body, to be able to do that at that high of a rate. But uh, I, I wish him the luck. I, I'm not enjoying that Seamus is still sitting in this picture of continuously dealing with Jeff Hardy. But of course, we end up with Seamus getting caught uh, from my, I guess, reemergence of the enigma that is Jeff Hardy because he pulled off the hat and was staring at the face-painted Jeff Hardy with the white eyes, which made it scary and spooky. Then Jeff Hardy gets up, twist of fate, swanton bomb from a ladder onto, onto Seamus and pulls up the big... Uh, retribution win for for his loss against Sheamus. Again, it was it was it was a good match, but 
my oh my, WWE is pulling a lot of these uh, cinematic matches, and at some point, they're just they're not, they've already lost their luster. And I guess one of the things that makes it that you aren't cool anymore is that somebody tells you you're not cool. And right now, WWE, understand from me, Blaze, you're not cool right now. You're just, I'm just addicted to the ring. I find the ring as a special place. It, though the athletes are still presenting that escape, those in the room have lost their hunger and passion. And that's something that's truly upsetting to a wrestling fan. And uh, that's, that's going to be the award. Uh, uh, what what are we what are we calling the award of uh shit, shit and trash, my friend Carter Riley? The why you skateboarding award? Creative, your pen it, it deserves to ride this skateboard and should sit on the pine. And maybe you need to be out there and start screaming, just like those random pro jobbers that are on the side to see what you're looking at because maybe you're not seeing it from the TV perspective and you need to go ringside to really judge this and you need to fix this and I'm not saying fix it fast but you need to really ask yourself why are you in this business of writing why are you doing this because I'm here with no money in my pocket and I'm still a fan and it's still real to me damn it and uh, before I go a little bit uh, further, I just want to take a sip, so give me a minute. So, shout out anybody. Sipping, sipping something, twisting something, grinding, packing a bowl, whatever you got to do. I'm just happy you decided to click on our podcast. We are Ring Attic, corner to corner, turnbuckle to turnbuckle. I'm just sitting on the bottom rope like Raven asking myself, all right, I got to pull myself up and stare at this company and ask why, why, and why. But I, to when will I get this answer? I don't know. But here I stand, still ready to take those lumps. I want to also shout out all the fans. Please send us comments, concerns, questions, rage, art, whatever you want, please send those uh, out to us and we'd love to hear your input and feedback and grow this this podcast further to the sky high. And uh, SmackDown, again, ended for me. Not too much luster and, and I'm just waiting for the next episode. Uh, and uh, We're going to go right into Raw. Which, uh, Earlier, Carter Riley, how do you refer to it? You referred to it as a dumpster fire. Actually, Mad Attack referred to it as a dumpster fire, and okay. which it is, which it is. Um, so I was just, uh, iri- uh, yeah, you know what? Iri- yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I do annoy the analogy of a dumpster fire because uh, it, reiterate. The fire is that's there. what I'm trying to say. I'm, I'm just yes. reiterating what he said. <laughs> I, I got you. I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, re, again, reiterating what what was said, and again, it, it it is a dumpster fire because there is a fire burning, but it is absolutely just contained, and it can be shut off with the a flip of the lid. 
and and it's truly a shame. But we're gonna trudge through Raw, and I'm gonna hope hopefully you enjoy my time with you as you enjoy your time with me. So again, thank you for clicking, liking, subscribing to our podcast, Ring Addicts, Corner to Corner. I'm just I'm just ready to face this head on. So we go into Raw, and of course, Randy Orton, the most massive heel in the game right now, is pretty much calling all his shots and just immediately calls for his shot at the title, which makes perfect sense to going at Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam, and I have no qualms about it uh, uh, for Randy Orton going about it. It was pretty much clear and concise of where he was going and no turning around from it. Now, what makes this good is, of course, after his long soliloquy, we have Nia Jax coming back from a long hiatus. Of course, she challenges and also mentions that where is Charlotte Flair to nowhere be seen. Obviously, right now, Charlotte is dealing with an injury, and we hope she heals well and she comes back stronger than ever. But it was awesome to see Shayna Baszler come in and and wreck havoc to Nia Jack's plan to shoot right to the top. So both of those competitors, I'm super elated and excited to see them fight. Then from that, we go into Street Profits, who announced that whoever wins this triple threat tag team match between the Viking Raiders, Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, and And Angel Garza and Andrade. Uh, will get an opportunity at them at SummerSlam, which was a five-star match, I must say. And these, All of these competitors inside the ring have an absolute amazing work rate, and I'm thoroughly enthused to see the, the, the amount of versatility, athletic prowess that they exerb, exhibit in the, their match to come. But alas... Angel, Angel Garza and Andrade win their match against the other opponents. And uh, what occurs is uh, Angel Garza hits the wing clipper on Cedric Alexander, pins him one, two, three, and therefore they have their opportunity against the reigning, uh, reigning champions, the Street Profits. So my, my part, uh, my ex- excitement was at this point where Nia Jax versus Shayna Baszler, which I was absolutely excited for this bell to ring. And, of course, they came out, the bell rang, and they were absolutely too raw for raw. And I think that's the point that we're at. Sometimes these athletes can go further than what the company expects of them, and that's when the corporate part of it occurs. And I think that's what is one of the most massive disheartening things of watching WWE, which makes me cringe, is the corporate character. That though you are a badass, you can't be a badass with a limiter, and that's what's happening to all these characters. Whether they be a heel or a babyface, you cannot be who you truly want to be if you have a limiter. So there's this 
thing that's happening with WWE, which I just saw with this Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, that they were absolutely tearing each other apart. And of course, the corporateness of WWE gets in the way instead of somebody truly coming in and saying, you know what? No, no DQ right there on the spot and let this happen. You only have a few opportunities to strike when it's hot and you miss this opportunity with Nia Jax versus Shayna Baszler right there on Raw at such a prime spot and it was such a disheartening thing to see. And of course, we roll into the next part which Seth Rollins and his long talks and is sacrificing people's eyeballs and his apprentice Murphy and his plan to continue influencing everybody in his path. And of course, who does, who do we see as the next corporate energy is Seth Rollins. And of course, when you have the corporate entity, you must bury characters again. This, Seeing Seth Rollins, I'm just seeing another rendition of the corporation just in a modern time. And, of course, you bury guys like Aleister Black. And how do you bury a guy like Rey Mysterio, an absolute legend in the game, and you end up beating up his son Dominic, a, what, 17 to 19-year-old, I want to say? He's not that old in terms of in terms of his age, but... Again, WWE, I just, why? 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 But I'm not going to get an answer, not until I get to about the middle rope, until I get enough word of mouth of the, the foundation, the fans, the ones that, that want to speak, the voice of the voiceless. The product right now is garbage, and it's not the athlete's fault. It's those with the pens. You guys that sign checks are no longer hungry for this. And it's sad to know that there's this balance that we have in the in the wrestling industry that you can go creative or you can get a paycheck. You can't do both. And it's showing right there on the screen to watch. So I want to say... Make this match happen. Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, do not put a limiter on it. Um, we, uh, because that ends up in a uh, moot uh, situation, I'm going to roll on to uh next part of this. Uh, we get to MVP Lounge. More conversation. As you can see, guys, this is what WWE is. It used to be a, a nice balance between wrestling and telenovela soap opera, but that's not what we're getting right now. We're getting a lot more soap opera than wrestling. Uh, so we go to the MVP lounge, and of course MVP is making his uh, notes to saying, you know, it takes more than just being an athlete to hold the title for a longer reign, and which is true, but we true fans, we that love this business, uh, enjoy seeing the stuff in the ring. And, of course, you can always give us your promos, but it's the stuff in the ring that really do it. And right now, MVP is doing what I expected him to do. Take the United States title and put it on a shelf or a table in the ring. Not being used 
just like the 24-7 title being put on a table, not being used and in spoofy spots when it was a 24-7 supposed to be defended all the time and not for, what, 40 seconds was that on TV? It's just against Akira Tozawa scared. Uh, Like, come on, Rob. This is really trash stuff that you're doing. Triple H, Vince McMahon, Bruce Richard, all 20 of your writers, you guys need to put your pen down. You need to guys need to do something absolutely massive and stop. Almost press the the red button on the treadmill and say, what are we doing? What are we doing to make this thing better? And you're forgetting that this is our this is our entity. This is what means the most to us is the ring. Again, corner, again, corner to corner, turnbuckle to turnbuckle, off the top rope with a Frankensteiner. We care. This matters to us. We get to the the match of Bobby Lashley versus Mustafa Ali. And of course, we right now we're dealing with the most vicious, most powerful, destructive force that is Bobby Lashley, the Bobby Lashley that I've been waiting to show up and appear. And of course, he crushes Mustafa Ali, the man with all the heart in the game, but gets locked in the full Nelson submission and and ends that match. And Bobby Lashley with another W in the heart business. Uh, and con- uh, continues to thrive and its stock go up. Of course, we end up with uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey. Of course, my my favorite Karen Dostraps <laughs> on uh, uh, fighting and talk uh, bickering about how they have all the gold. We have the Raw, Raw Women's Title match, and of course, this match being a five star match in my opinion, regardless of how the story was told. But what made it intriguing, I must say, uh, was the fact that Bailey put down an absolutely heinous beating on Kyrie San's uh, swan song and goodbye, which then was prompted on the teleprompter to which distracted Asuka. And of course, Asuka, with her vengeful self, went to defend her friend. Now, with her leaving the ring... Sasha Banks gets a gets the and is now the new women's ti- women's raw raw women's title holder. It's even tough for me to say, as well as now as well as still the reigning women's title holder, uh, women's tag team title holder, and and of course she is truly a two belts Banks. Which hats off to her, congrats! But and this Karen dose straps and Banks dose straps and continues, and of course we're gonna watch that. But most intriguing part is I feel like Oscar has now set her sights on Bailey for her heinous attack, which w- which we will see Oscar versus Bailey at SummerSlam. I do believe that will happen. So that was one of the shining moments uh, moments of the night. And uh, we go to, oh, lest I forget, we did watch uh, Humberto Carrillo versus Murphy, which was, of course, these guys can compete and fly and do so many amazing things in the ring. But does it really matter when 
it doesn't develop more to than just a pinfall. It does. It, and Murphy, yes, he picked up a clean win, but it doesn't amount much if there's no meat and teeth to the story and just Murphy plucking out eyeballs, a part of the disciple that is the school of of Seth Rollins. And of course, we we get to the to the main event, McIntyre versus Drew's. Drew, Excuse me, Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler in a stipulation match of which McIntyre is choosing. He chooses an extreme rules match, but not in terms of only one opponent. He he just says that it's an extreme rules match, and of course, it was a very great match to watch. A lot of retribution that Dolph Ziggler deserved, being smashed into a table, chairs, what have you. And, of course, Drew McIntyre wins in a very hotly contested match against Drew's, uh, Dolph Ziggler. What was the great thing to know about this? That once McIntyre got his hand raised, RKO out of nowhere, which for- sets up the whole feud up until SummerSlam. So we do have shining moments of Raw, but again, we got a lot of low moments. We have a lot of highs and shining moments, I should say. Shining moments, a lot of lows. And uh, I just hope across the board, WWE utilizes its five hours of wrestling on Raw and SmackDown appropriately, and it has not. Um, I, I want to say from myself, Blaze, this, this product needs to evolve. This product needs a new, new eyes perspective, a pen that's not afraid of getting dirty, of getting inky, of doing erasures. But right now we're getting terrible status quo stuff and that's not what we want as fans. And uh, that's all I want. That's all I have for both Raw and SmackDown tonight. They were pretty short and brief because they don't deserve long soliloquies of how this product is. Instead, I want to leave this to you creative writers. You need to get off your ass. You need to go and look at this ring and say that this was your breadwinner. Now you need to pay some respect and homage to the ring. And that's all I have for tonight for, for Blaze. I, I wish you all the best. I hope you got, grab somebody a hold. You you love love each other. I want to shout out every single person. If you're lonely, join us on this podcast. I want to shout out all the outliers in the world. I want to shout out all the kids that watch wrestling. I want to watch all the adults that watch wrestling. I want to shout out everybody to stay healthy, stay safe in this whole coronavirus situation because we are all all humans i want to also thank my my moderator for making sure that we recorded tonight and we stay consistent and provide you the next episodes to to what this is again we're building this brick by brick with your help we hope you shout us out word of mouth is one of the most priceless things that we can get either whether you're messing with us or not Good publicity, bad publicity. It's all publicity. And that's all I got tonight. Blaze out. Recorded live from the Rantoul Street studio in Beverly, Massachusetts, this was Ring Addicts, your home for combat sports.
Email the pod, ringaddictspod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at ringaddictspod. Join our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ringaddicts. And as always, Ring Addicts is brought to you and sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Download it on your phone's app store or go to anchor.fm to get started. For Blaze, I am Carter Riley. Have a good night, everybody. Yerp!